Welcome to War Stories. I'm Preston Stewart, and this is a show where we talk about America's military history through the lens of individual acts of heroism and valor. Enjoy. Today we have the story of Captain Florent Groberg. Groberg was the personal security detachment commander for Task Force Mountain Warrior. That's the 4th Brigade Combat Team rolled up under the 4th Infantry Division. And the time period we're going to talk about is in August of 2012 in eastern Afghanistan, specifically Asadabad. Now, personal security detachment is a small group of security that travels with a leadership group, usually at the battalion level and above, at least in the Army. And the idea is wherever that leadership team goes, they're going to have their own organic security team traveling with them. So it it allows them a little more flexibility to traverse the battlefield without having to call ahead and rely upon the unit that they're going to see to fork over a half dozen soldiers to escort the commander to a meeting or whatever it might be. So Groberg is leading the security detachment for... Task Force Mountain Warrior, which is a brigade-level task force. So his responsibility is going to be a brigade commander, brigade sergeant major, and their associated command team attachments, so on and so forth. Now, this time in the Afghan war is at kind of a kind of a changing point, a transition point, if you will. Remember, we entered Afghanistan in 2001, and for a number of years, all operations were pretty much exclusively American or NATO-led. Then there came a window where Afghan forces had been trained and stood up and organized, and we were doing more what I would call partnered operations, or not what I call, what are called partnered operations. And in a perfect world, those were one-to-one, as in one Afghan platoon goes on patrol with one U.S. platoon. It wasn't super common for those numbers to line up like that, but it's at least closer. And it's a lot better than, than what it looked like for the first few years. As the war went on, those numbers changed and you would see U.S. forces would reduce their footprint and Afghan forces would pick up. I mean, it makes sense, right? They, you've got a new military taking over areas from the U.S. as they're ideally somewhat more pacified, not always the case, but as they're learning and the U.S. starts to step back, that gap is filled by the newly formed Afghan forces. So if you're thinking about it in your head, it went from 100% U.S. and then slowly the Afghan percent increased. And by 2011, 2012, you're seeing, you know, sometimes 75% Afghan led operations. But in 2012, in the area that Groberg is going to be operated in, known as N2KL, it's four provinces in eastern Afghanistan, Nuristan, Nangarhar, Kunar, and Logman. That's where Task Force Mountain Warrior is going to be operating around. We're going to be transitioning bases over to the Afghans entirely. So the U.S. footprint is going to, in certain areas, can disappear. And what's happening then is, is the number of U.S. forces isn't really changing you're seeing kind of a consolidation of U.S. forces in certain areas, and the partnering is kind of going up the chain. So you'll see brigades and corps, core-level leaders start to partner with, with Americans more than the platoon and squad level that we would see earlier in the war. But 
for Task Force Mountain Warrior, one of the things it does is their battlefield is the same size. They just have soldiers scattered all across it, which means that for the leadership element of that brigade, there's going to be a lot of traveling, which is the reason that Groberg and his team are so important. On August 8th of 2012, they have a scheduled meeting, the Task Force Mountain Warrior Leadership, and some advisors from the 101st Airborne, as well as some uh, U.S. citizens um, and Afghan leadership, have a meeting with uh, the governor of Kunar province. So that's sitting in the, the provincial seat sits in Asadabad. And Kunar, we've talked about it a little bit here, just a deadly, deadly area. It's a dangerous province, one of the deadliest in in the Afghan war. The Soviets had a hard time there. The Every American unit that was, was in Kunar generally had a fight on their hands from start to finish. And it's just a tough area. The, the Taliban really had the upper hand in and around Kunar for a long period of time. But on August 8th, there's going to be a meeting um, nothing out of the ordinary, pretty standard with the provincial governor at his compound in Asadabad. So to get there, the Groberg and his team with Task Force Mountain Warrior fly into the nearby outpost that's U.S. run by U.S. and Afghan forces, and they're going to walk to the governor's compound, dismounted patrol. Now, it's a populated city. It's not really expected to receive small arms fire or, or indirect fire while you're moving through a populated center like that. That wasn't really how the Taliban operated in some of these areas, but nonetheless, everybody is, you know, full body armor, helmets, weapons, ready to go. I mean, this Groberg's job is to provide security for this element. As they're moving through the streets, nothing's amiss. And they come up to a choke point, a bridge that needs to be crossed. And as they near it, they see, some folks start to act a little weird that kind of raises some flags. Not to say they weren't on alert already, but some things start to look weird. A guy jumps off a motorcycle and runs away. It looks a little odd. And then they look up and Groberg sees somebody walking towards the formation, but he's walking backwards. So there's something unusual. That sounds alarm bells and he's moving closer and closer to the formation. So Groberg identifies this and moves through the formation to, you know, get near this guy and figure out what are you doing, get an eye on it. You at least have to assess the situation. As he's moving towards the man, the guy turns. And as he turns, Groberg notices a bulge in his clothing, which is, which is a concern. And, you know, a lot of Afghans would wear rather loose fitting clothing. So sometimes it's really hard to see this, which makes, Identifying a threat from a distance really, really challenging, but but the clothing is hitting and, and setting in just a way that Grober can see there's some kind of bulge, something being hidden. Groberg sprints forward, puts himself between this man at this point, just a, a we'll say suspect, and the rest of the formation that he's there to protect. His men are there to protect. And as soon as he lays hands on this guy, he recognizes it's not just a bulge, it's a suicide vest. And this is an incredibly challenging thing to combat in a war like Afghanistan. Remember, we're, we're, we're trying to win the support of the people with the Afghan military and Afghan, Afghan police, which means that we have to be, we, 
the U.S. and our Afghan allies have to be out and about with the population in order to do that. So you can't force everybody to stay away. You have to be out to interact with these people. So you can't create this, you know, giant bubble that nobody can come in. But at the same time, because you haven't done that, you run the risk of somebody approaching your formation that wishes to do you harm, just like this. Groberg gets hands on this man, recognizes that it's a suicide vest, without hesitation, starts you know, rushing the man away from the formation, pushing him as fast as he can go and tackling him to the street. As soon as he hits the ground, the vest detonates. Now, he was moving him away from the middle of the formation. The guy was trying to come right into the middle where all of the U.S. and Afghan key leaders, brigade commanders, colonels, for the Afghans would have been generals standing there in the middle. Groberg moves this guy so far away from the formation or away from the formation, the vest detonates, throws Groberg 15 to 20 feet away from where it went off. Chaos. There's just been a detonation. There's yelling. Next thing you know, another attacker detonates his vest. Now, he detonates it away from the U.S. and Afghan forces, likely because of the chaos caused by Groberg, you know, bum rushing this guy and tackling him to the street. So the second attacker detonates his vest, but it doesn't do any harm to anybody. It was, it was too far away from U.S. and Afghan forces. The vest that went off of Groberg tackled the guy, severely wounds Groberg, but he survives, miraculously survives. The blast would kill three U.S. soldiers and one U.S. civilian that was there working with, with the military. But if Groberg hadn't tackled him, I mean, we're talking split-second decision to move the guy away. The guy could have taken two or three more steps, detonated, and killed eight, ten. What if, and then the other attacker comes in, another eight, ten, twelve. The, the death toll could have been staggering on this day. But it wasn't because Groberg attacked and tackled a guy with a suicide vest on. Now think about that. Think about what do you do if a guy has a suicide vest on? Because you know it, it's not as though you could just shoot him and it changes everything. He's strapped with explosives. And sometimes these vests are, it's not that the attacker has to push a button. Sometimes he's pushed the button to arm it. And when he lets go, it detonates. So if Groberg were to just shoot this guy and he falls dead, it might not have changed anything. The guy still might've detonated right by the formation, killing double, triple what he did. The courage and, and selflessness to tackle a guy with a vest on and then somehow miraculously survive is, is incredible. It's hard to think about that. It's hard to think about making that decision without hesitation at a split second like that. It's awesome. Groberg would recover from his wounds, leave the hospital, and in 2015 would be awarded the Medal of Honor by President Obama. Hey, thanks for listening to War Stories. 
If you get a chance, it'd mean an awful lot if you could head over to Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review. It helps others to, to find the show. But thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.